Hello, friend, and welcome to the Trenton 365 Show. I'm your host, Jacques Howard. You're listening over WIMG 1300, New Jersey's oldest radio station and the three-time stellar award-winning station as well. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, WIMG 1300. You can also send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook, trenton365show, and if you're an Instagram, Twitter person, trenton365. So in the studio with me, I've got Abdul Cotter. And uh, Abdul, I've known for many years um, through the Trenton Cycling Revolution. You probably see him around the city, zipping around on his bike. But uh, one of his latest creations is the Trenton Coffee House and Roaster. And I want to add records in there as well because they also are a place where you can get some vinyl. Um, my last visit there, um, and this ties into Bill, who's also here as well. But I was able to school, uh, cop some old school reggae and a few other things, which was uh, fantastic. But if you're interested in avocado toast, um, freshly roasted um, coffee, there's no place better in the city of Trenton, and I'm a big supporter of not only the coffee and what Abdul is doing there, but also all the art and the community hub that it's become over the last couple of years. We'll get into the details about that in just a moment. And also I have Bill Nopes, and Bill is someone who I met uh, probably about two, three months ago um, when uh, I was introduced to him by a friend who is an actor. And uh, she said, hey, look, I'm doing this event over at the coffee house, and you got to meet this guy, Bill. Um, he is the director, and he's putting on this wonderful uh, staged reading of Antigone. Antigone, I say that right? I got it. I got it right. Antigone. And I uh, went there and checked it out, and it was pretty awesome. So without any further ado, I've got Abdul, who's wearing the orange hat, and he's got his logo on. And i got Bill with the bright yellow. <laughs> can we call it yellow, or can, is it like a, a different color hue? Today you can call this one yellow. Yellow. The, Today the, we'll the, call the it yellow. The color of the dye is electric sunshine. So electric go sunshine. <laughs> I'm good with that, too. Now, you know what? It's, for those of you who are going to be watching on TV, the electric sunshine hair that Bill has in Abdul's bright orange hat this contrast is awesome i kind of feel like i should probably have something on too to kind of kind of join we this and get it. we can do something funny <laughs> so anyway bill let's get started with you first welcome back to the show it's Thank literally you. been uh, not even a month maybe no, a little more than yeah, a month it's, it's been, been pretty quick um well basically i wanted to come in and talk about the next event we're doing at the coffee house and it, it's not as nearly as big as antigone but as i was preparing for it um, some some things hit me, and I thought that'd be great to talk about. I've been collecting 16 millimeter film projectors for 20 years, so they're all over my house, and I got prints all over my house. And I thought it would be fun to bring them all, because I, I would bring one one day to the coffee house and show something, bring something else, is to bring them all and, and show simultaneously, um, all at one time with all that noise of the projectors, and have like Donna Reed on that wall and Little <laughs> Rascals on that wall and Star Trek on this wall, just as kind of an art installation, but just to experience the noise and the, the clattering, because in the same way that vinyl has a unique mm -hmm. sound, film projection has a unique sound. And as I was thinking of that, I was reminded of the man who taught me the art of projection, because projection is an art. Mm -hmm. um, back in the days uh, of film projection, I, I first got exposed to projection in college. I ran the movie theater. And we had USO surplus World War II projectors, carbon arcs. And this man, he was in his 70s, and he was projections for NBC. So if you ever watched Saturday morning cartoons in the 70s, mm -hmm. my friend Harry Sternberger was sitting next to that projector. And he taught me how to run these things, because back then it wasn't just... Um, turn it on and go. Yeah. The carbon arcs actually brought visual aids. I know the radio audience can't see them, but these were carbon arcs. 
they're graphite rods, a little thinner than pencils, um, wrapped in, in copper. And you would touch those together to light them, and they would burst into flame with molten <laughs> copper flying all over the place. And as they burnt down, that, that, that other piece in your hand is a gauge, and the image of the arch would be projected there. And even though they were finicky, you had to adjust them through the whole show. Now, films then were shown on multiple reels, 20-minute reels. So every 20 minutes, you had to do a changeover, which means that as one projector was running, you got the other projector set up, um, you know, got the film in, got the arcs ready, and then a bell went off, which means you had three minutes. <laughs> and then, so you, you, you sat down, you had your right hand on, on your left hand on the, on, the, on the arc shutter, your right hand on the motor switch, and your foot on the changeover switch. And then there would be uh, some dots in the upper right-hand corner. This is all films were done this way. And when the first dots came, you pulled the shutter, started the motor, and then you look for the second dot. They're only up for a fraction of a second. And the second dot, you hit the button, and one shutter went down on one projector, and the other went up on the other, and you, that was the changeover. And if you did it perfectly, the audience never, never noticed. Yeah. You know, and I want to interrupt there because, you know, again, you made it clear. Nowadays, it's, you hit a button, you leave. You know, you record something, you just let it go. But it was very much almost like a performance of the person who was running this. Very and much. I think that's why there was so much passion behind it, right? Yes. And that was what Harry taught me. And as I went on, I, I, I programmed this, this, ran this theater, which was a 300 seat theater, for about three or four years. And the other thing that struck me was I would sit in the back and watch the audiences. And you had people come in, these were students, we also served the local community, people stressed out, and people, you know, exams and college and whatever, and you would make them happy for two hours. Mm. Or, you know, I, I would do, it, you know, the blockbusters, but I also would do art films, and we had an audience for that, and those people I would challenge. And we would do classic films, like Gone with the Wind, or, or other black and white things, and, you know. So you could change people's lives. And Harry taught me that, too, because an hour or two a week, I could change people's lives by thinking about the programming and making sure the shows went well and the projection went well and the theater was an experience. And that was perhaps the, the first view I've had of that, of light and service to others. Of, and now that I'm older, I'm much older, um, <laughs> I realize that one of the most important things that I've learned is if you want to achieve your goals, if you want to be the person you want to be, the fastest way of doing that is lifting those around you. And that was the first taste of that I ever had. And Harry was one of the people that taught me that, and there were many others. The, the man who taught me, introduced me to Antigone, mm -hmm. that was uh, my English teacher in high school who gave a lot of his personal time up to teach me other things outside of class because he knew I was interested. So, you know, in some ways, I'm here to pay a debt to Harry Sternberger, hmm. uh, who did pass in 2003. Wow. But um, there have been so, so many people. And, and that led to, you know, I went on from there to become projectionist for uh, Projected Images in Hoboken, a, a film program there. Um, I ran several film festivals. I co-produced the East Village Film and Video Festival, which um, turned into a thing, because we, we did it as a protest festival. And because uh, at that point, film festivals were... Uh, very restrictive. If your film wasn't in the right number of minutes and the right genre and the right this and the right that, you couldn't get into festivals. So we did a no rules festival and it really took off at the time. It was in all the papers and everything. It's even in a history book, which is really kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm going to jump in there a little bit yeah. and, and tell you that um, 
you know, when we first when we first met, when we, like there was this kind of vibe. Like uh, you and I clicked, you know, yes, at least from my absolutely. perspective. I'm telling you that. Um, but literally today, I just was listening to something and it was talking about life and service to others. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes when you hear stuff like that and it's like got some spiritual and it resonates with you, you kind of put it in the back of your mind or in your back pocket. At least I do. And then when someone else mentions it, it's like, boom. Like, to me, that's God. Yes. Like, earlier today, 10 hours, 12 hours ago, that specifically is what I heard. And now later, I'm hearing it again. It just makes so much sense to me, and thank you for that. And um, I know right now is not the right time to go into the detail about it, but that is absolutely spot on for, the, for today. So thank you. That was a huge nugget for today. So thank you so much well, for that's that. That's why I was, I kind of felt that I needed to come on the show and talk about that. Because that is one of the biggest things in my head right now, is how strongly I felt that over the last couple of years and how valuable that is. It's pretty powerful. Uh, I'm going to get Abdul into yeah. this. And um, Abdul, so uh, I alluded to this earlier about mm-hmm. this awesome space that you have, mm-hmm. Trenton Coffee House and Roasters. And I say Roasters because that's what it originally was, Slash Records. And um, it's it's a location. It's it's super cool. It's an awesome building. You've done a fantastic job with uh, coordinating the way it looks, the vibe that's there. Besides an awesome product, etc. So publicly, congratulations on that. Um, just talk about your your call your shop. We'll call it your shop. Just talk about your shop a little bit and um, what your intent was and and where it currently is. And I know you won't tell me that you've got a particular space where you're driving this to. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... How long ago was I on the show? Uh, Two years? Probably, yeah, when, just before you opened up. Yeah, so whether it was that time or before, I, I never thought that I would have a shop. I, so, and I have no idea where the shop is going to be necessarily after six months or a year or two years. I'm kind of just... Like, I'm along for the ride. And the people driving this boat, at least, uh, you know, obviously not opening the shop and making the coffee and things that I, I physically do, but as the shop being a, not a center, one of the places in the city where things are happening, I'm not driving that. You know, other people are. People like uh, Bill, you know, is helping drive that. Um, people who we know. Uh, artists and people who come to the shop whether they're performing or putting up their art or doing things or just coming and being part of what's happening there um, you know they're the people kind of driving this mm-hmm. um, I'm happy to to open the door and I'm happy to you know to have uh, people come and do their thing in the shop mm-hmm. that's what it's there for that gives it meaning that means I'm still not really working I'm still not suffering I'm not having a bad time I'm having a really good time mm-hmm. this is the best time of my life mm. um, you know because of the, of just the dynamic and everything's having a shop when, when I met Bill we're, we're in some ways we're, we're very similar in age all of us probably mm-hmm. um, and kind of you know living through because I also grew up around New York City so there's you know I know what that's like um but we're different also in, in, in certain things that happen in this life. But, it, but I feel a connection with Bill in, in the same sense. I was mentioning it to a friend of mine. He said, yeah, I know why. Because he's really passionate about stuff. 
and like the core group of that's why I'm like saying customers people who come in the coffee shop the core group of people or my friends family we mm-hmm. all have yeah we're a family bound by everyone's really into something um so that's one thing because I don't like to take you know the, the, the shop would never be what it is if it wasn't for my friends and people coming people who I value and people coming there and a lot of people come to see that now if we want to talk about coffee then yeah you know I do coffee as well and um, and I just do that the way it makes sense to me as I had done before so instead of buying my coffee roasted from some place I roast it myself or you know from A to Z that coffee is, you know, has been packed in Ethiopia in a bag, and the next time it's, that bag is opened up of green coffee is opened up in my shop. Mm-hmm. And then if you, whatever you order, whether it's a nice latte or cappuccino or pour over or whatever, you know, then that's it. And it's simple. There's not much to eat there. Mm-hmm. There's not much, there's not many options. You know? <laughs> well, you know, I want to jump in there too because there's a couple things that you mentioned. Um, like talking about um, the amount of people who are passionate, right? Yeah. And, um, you are indeed very passionate about coffee, but I'm going to publicly say this: there's also this um, humility, that this humbleness, that a lot of people have who hang out at the coffee shop, who hang out at some of the other hubs uh, in Trenton, where very talented people, very professional people, um, quality people but very passionate people, but at the same time, often unwilling to accept um, kudos, um, generally want to deflect attention from themselves, um, hyper-focused on what they're doing. I have a word for that. Uh, well, we're going to get to that in okay. a second. But, but I, I want to make sure that, that the people in the listening and viewing audience understand that, because I think it's easy for people to look at... Um, look at uh, what's happening and say, okay, well, I know that person or I know that person from this or from that and think that we're these super ego-driven people, but we're just passionate about what we do. And it just happens that I believe that what we're passionate about is something that a lot of people are interested in. So I think that it's easy for them to say, oh, he owns a coffee shop and, and he's a film producer and he's a radio TV guy. And put us in this particular space when all we're doing is just really satisfying our soul. We're just doing what we feel we're meant and called to do. Um, can you share what that word was? That word, this is one of my biggest battles. I call it personal reductionism. Is that I wake up in the morning and I say, I can't possibly do that. I'm not nearly good enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And in my career in, the, in the New York in the 90s, that kept me from exploring a lot of opportunities. <laughs> And I look back on that, and I talk myself out of a lot of things. So now, when I wake up in the morning, you know, I have a meditation, meditation practice, and I, I try and cover that in my head and say, this is where I'm putting myself down. Let's put that aside. Let's, let not, let's not let that stop me today. Some days I succeed. Some days I don't. And, but you take the, you know, the successes when you have them, and you run with them. That's fantastic. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 Show. In the studio with me uh, in the second segment, I've got Abdul Cotter, who is the owner and proprietor of the Trenton Coffee House Roaster and Slash Records, and Bill Nopes, who is a filmmaker, a director, a theater guy. And we're talking about um, our passions, but in addition to that, we're going to be drilling down on some details about an event that's happening at the Coffee House very shortly. You're listening and watching the Trenton 365 Show, and we'll be back after a short break.
And welcome back to the Trenton 365 Show. You can send me an email, trenton365show at gmail.com. You can also post your events to the Trenton 365 Community Calendar page as well. You can also uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, Trenton365. In the studio with me, I have Abdul Cotter, who is the owner and proprietor of Trenton Coffee House Roaster and Slash Records, and Bill Nobes, who is a director a filmmaker, and also we'll just call him a theater specialist. Does that sure. sound good? I like that. I like that. Theater specialist. And we're talking about um, some of the things that we're passionate about, but we're really going to be talking about an event that's coming up. And for those on television, you'll be able to see the flyer. Project, or excuse me, Project Orama, which is going to be happening on Saturday, March 18th. Excuse me, Sunday, Sunday, March 18th. So you got about two weeks to check this out, and this is one of the events that I will be there. This is a free event. That's going to happen at the Trenton Coffee House and Records, 750 Cass Street in Trenton, New Jersey. Free admission, and if you need more information, you can go to the website, BillNobes.com, and that's B-I-L-L-N as in Nancy, O-B as in Bravo, E-S.com, BillNobes.com. So, uh, Bill, Project Arama, um, you mentioned very specifically about uh, your friend who kind of got you into this, Harry Sternberger, who mm-hmm. was, I guess, your mentor, rest yes. in peace mm-hmm. to him, who died uh, not so long ago, about mm-hmm. a few years ago, 2003. right? 2003. 2003, so um, 15, wow, 15 years ago. Um, so um, on the flyer here, it specifically says Project, excuse me, Project Orama, an audiovisual collage of vintage 16mm projectors. Now, you also say simultaneously showing a collection of movies and TV from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, including Donna Reed, Star Trek, Rocky and Bullwinkle, Little Rascals, and old commercials. Earlier, we were talking about Saturday mornings, waking up on Saturday mornings to check out cartoons. I mean, whatever those cartoons were. Uh, Just both of you, just share a little bit about what that meant to you. Wow. Want to go first on that one? Yeah, that's why, why I woke up early on Saturday. <laughs> it was Super Friends was first. Yes. Super Friends was about 7 o'clock. <laughs> then after that, whatever it was. But there was only one channel. It's not like we didn't have a cartoon network or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was, I think, Channel 9. Yep, in up North in, Jersey, it was North Channel Jersey. 9. Yep. Yeah, W-O-R. W-O-R. W-O-R, and then <laughs> P-I-X was what? 11. 11, and then what was it? Channel 5. Channel 5. Forget the call letters. Uh, WNYW, I think was it, it was okay. Fox. Yep. Okay. Before it was Fox, but I think it was mm-hmm. WNYW mm-hmm. or something yeah. like that. And then you'd, you'd stay there until uh, Doctor Who came on and you'd get out. <laughs> Sorry, I would leave. That was, that, that was the end of it for you, me. You left at Doctor Who? Uh, yeah. I, was, I still uh, like you. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> That's something I can appreciate later in life. And for you, Bill? Oh, it was, it was, yeah, it was everything on Saturday morning. That's one thing. I I wouldn't say we lost, we lose that today, but the whole anticipation of the whole week, and even things like seeing Rudolph once a year, because you had an hour to watch it an entire year. And we have our analogs today, but, you know, I I do miss that anticipation. Um, And I I do have some of Rudolph that we'll be showing, too, just a a little bit of it in one of the films Mm. um, on March 18th. Um, yeah, it was it was joyful. It was it was a joyful time, and I, I think that's what was most important about it to me was that it was joyful. 
Hmm. So, uh, so the nostalgia of it, um, you know, again, we're probably all right around the same age, um, give, it, give or take a few years or so. Um, when you look back, when both of you look back to, to our childhood in those Saturday morning cartoons and even some of the movies and things, and especially you, Bill, because you know how the technology works. You just enlightened me. I had no idea that there was literally a person in there pulling switches, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. making changes. So there was someone actively doing this as I saw it on television, which, was, which is pretty impactful. So just talk about the nostalgia and what that means to you now. What it, ooh, what it means to me now, I wasn't prepared to think about that. What it means to me now is when I look at these old films and I play them, I can feel that time and I can feel mm -hmm. the care that went into it. Um, when you read like the biography of Walt Disney and what those animators went through, not only to achieve what they achieved, and he was very hard on them. And they worked six, seven days a week. They worked 12 hours a day. And how they innovated and how they created new cameras and new techniques. You know, what we saw and just said, ah, oh, that was funny. It turns out there was passion and energy and art and blood, sweat, and tears, literally, that went into that and, and making that. And that, you know, that persists today and, and, and artists and what we do and what everyone does and what we all bring to the table out of pure... Uh, you know, again, the word passion comes up into making new things or, or making things great. Mm. Abdul, you want to add to that? What was the question again? Uh, the nostalgia of it and, and what, that, what that means to you today. Yeah, I, well, you know, the great thing about that time, too, was that it was also everybody would get together to do it. So you remember, like, sleeping over someone's house on yeah. Friday night. So, you know, it was awesome. Whatever they have in their kitchen... You get this different kind of food, and you go and you watch TV all morning. But, you know, now, because everyone has their own thing, TV, and, you know, or, or YouTube, or whatever they're watching on their phone, this it doesn't exist anymore. Kind of being forced to only watch one thing, or only pay attention to one thing. It's similar in the shop. I was thinking about it today. If I'm listening to music, and I'm just like kind of going around I barely ever finish the song I want to hear this I want to hear this oh where, where was this band or just doing my own personal research about music and one thing I love about the coffee shop I got people in there I can't like play half a song I always wait till the songs I, whenever my sons are there DJing I'm like I don't care what you play finish the song then play something else so you're kind of stuck in that and that's a beautiful thing that you know that just to be able to finish something just to be able to you know, finish a TV program, but now we're so scatterbrained, people barely finish anything. Well, you know, Abdul, we've just got a couple of minutes um, left on this, and I want to make sure that people understand the magnitude, and I'm going to say that, because the coffee house is, it is a hub, it's one of the locations in the city of Trenton that some amazing stuff is happening, not only the, the Project Arama event, and we're going to have Bill finish up talking about that, but it's also a spot where you can go on any given day when they're open, and meet some of the people who were doing some very interesting things in Trenton, not from community organizers, there's politicians that come through there periodically. But in addition to that, there's a lot of artists of all different genres and different backgrounds. It's just a really, really nice place to go and have a cup of coffee. One of the things I like doing is just going there and just sitting and being quiet and having a coffee. So we got about two minutes left. So Abdul, can you just share a little bit about some of the other things besides Project Arama that take place at your coffee house? Um, yeah, so we've had uh, music shows. Uh, there's been everything from, uh, you know, folk punk or a person with the guitar, one instrument uh, singing to, you know, full on 
punk bands with people climbing on walls and and jumping down. <laughs> when Molly Rhythm played there, they were like, "Were you whatever?" One of the singers, Alyssa, whenever she goes up on a wall, it doesn't we see the owner of the place like, "Ah, oh, like scared <laughs> yeah. that she's gonna fall." But she said, "I looked at you, Abdul, and you were like, yeah." <laughs> so yeah, a lot of music, a lot of art. Um, yeah, it, it, whatever anybody wants to do, I'll do it, and I won't charge you. That's great. So that's that's the deal. Sure. Bill, finish up with the uh, Project The Realm. Well, as Abdul said, I came to him with this idea, and he said, absolutely. I came to him with Antigone, and he said, absolutely. I said, how much to rent the place? And he said, nothing. So as someone that enables and allows artists, I can't uh, express my thanks to Abdul and the Trenton Coffee House. He just really, he changes Trenton. Um, Projectorama is going to be a collection of 60 millimeter projectors. I have around, I have around eight, but for, I think I'll have four running. Um, some of them are, aren't are working that well, um, but they they range in in years from the 1930s to the 1970s, and I'll be showing simultaneously projecting around the, the coffee house different TV shows and movies from the 40s to the 70s. Mm-hmm. And uh, date and time. Date is March 18th. We will be starting at noon and going to 3 p.m., and that is March 18th, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are people of faith, generally when you're done, um, your service, you can swing on by for a little bit. It's a free event. Get, grab some coffee and check out the folks who are in Trenton doing some really cool things. Bill and Abdul, as always, like seeing you guys. Appreciate you both. Thank you for everything Thank that you you're doing here, um, not only in the community, but around in general and know that you got my support okay thank you for having us all right you're welcome you've been listening and watching the trenton 365 show send me an email trenton 365 show at gmail.com i do answer them we'll talk to you next week folks have a great week and be careful in the pending snowstorm. Mm-hmm.